When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. Hello and welcome back. This is a Monday mini dose, a short but sweet story of love after loss from one of my previous guests on the podcast. This was from Catherine Monaco Douglas, and I did this interview back in February, and this was episode 35 of the podcast. And this is a, like I said, short but sweet story of how Catherine met her now husband, Scott. And I want to remind everyone that today is the last day to sign up for the Widow 180 Find Love Again Challenge. That starts tomorrow, October 5th. Tuesday, October 5th, we are starting. And I also want to just remind everybody that with this Find Love Again Challenge, it's it's definitely something you can sign up for if you're not quite sure if you're even ready, but you're just kind of thinking about dating again. It's got a lot of great information and it would be great to sign up for it anyway, even if it's something you just want to kind of put off a little bit. If you want to hold on to it, hold on to this information for a few weeks or think about it, give it a few months, come back to it six months from now. But it's your information. It's there for you. And it's there. It's very helpful and very supportive. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So you can sign up at www.widow180.com forward slash challenge. And remember that starts tomorrow. So go ahead and sign up. Here is the episode from Catherine's interview. That was episode 35. You can go back and listen to the whole thing. She's so great. Catherine is an amazing person. And she has a great perspective on grief, on life, on love after loss. So let's hear Catherine's story. And I couldn't find anyone to help me. So I started to put my group, the few people that I did connect with and say, let's meet next week. Let's meet next week. And so Scott was one of those people. Okay. And we kept meeting and it was like for a year, we just kept meeting every week. And then the other girl dropped out. It was me and these two guys. We went to Parents Without Partners dance. We went out to dinner. We would have conversations about the kids. They would tell me about the girls they were dating. And I constantly would say, it's not for me. I'm never going to date. I'm never going out. Yeah. And then the other guy asked me if I would go to the movies with him six months after my loss, just as friends. And... In one second, the thought came into my mind, if somebody saw me with him, they wouldn't know that it was just his friends. Right. It's it's amazing how you're so worried about what other people are going to think about you when you're going through this. Like, what do I care what they think? They don't have to go to sleep alone. They don't have to wake up alone. It was only his friends. You know, why was I so worried what other people... 
I just felt so guilty. Like somebody was going to think I was like cheating on Larry, you know? Right. And then another six months go by and um, Scott asked me if I would have a cup of coffee with him. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, no, no, I can't do that. And I went home. I said to him, I don't know when I'm going to be ready. Um, I said to him, if I was ever going to date anyone, it would have to be someone like you. Because he was such a sensitive, like he would cry about Sally. And he was, you know, some of the people in the group when they were shared about their partners weren't so kind. Like one guy said, I'm dating already. It's two weeks. I want to live life. And I was like, I didn't even move Larry's slippers and he's out dating. Another, Another person said, I threw out all my wife's crap. I was like, what? Whoa. Her stuff was crap. <laughs> Whoa. I was cringing. Yeah. But Scott wasn't. He, him and I kind of resonated because he was saying things like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this without her. Yeah. And kind of had the same kind of thoughts I had. Like, like he loved her and I loved Larry. Like we both loved our partners and we were struggling with that. So I said to him, if I was ever going to date anyone, it would have to be someone like you. And he said, you would date me? And I said, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> then I didn't want to hurt his feelings. And he said, if you would date me, I won't date anyone. I'll wait for you. And I'm like, no, 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 don't wait for me. It may take me two years, maybe three years. I don't know how long it's going to take me. And he says, well, I'll wait. Oh, wow. <gasps> and I went into my house and I'm all alone now. Kids oh. were all with their friends. And it was a Friday night, Saturday night alone, Sunday again alone, another long week, another Friday night. And then that Saturday, I sent him an email and I said, you know what? I'll have that cup of coffee. <laughs> because I said to myself, if I don't change anything, nothing's going to change. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so lonely. I really felt really lonely. I never knew that we were going to end up together and get married. I told myself, what's a cup of coffee? (laughs) (laughs) So never underestimate a cup of coffee. (laughs) A cup of coffee. So when did you guys end up getting married? Uh, Five years uh, later. um, We're married now 16 years uh, last September, which is odd because Scott was married to his first wife 14 years. Oh, wow. So we're married longer than he was to his first wife, um, yeah. which is weird. There's all different uh, plateaus that you go through during your widowhood. And I always consider myself a widow, even though I'm married to Scott, because I still love Larry. And I'm still Larry's girl, too. <laughs> like, it's such a yeah. conundrum, you know. It like is. To love two people and and, you know. It is. It feels like to me, it's like these two different lives. You know, I had like this life that I had before that was this person in this life. And then now I'm this person in this life. It's such a strange feeling because that love was there in, it's there in both. And I'm the same person, but living two different lives. It's such a strange feeling. Like you said, it's, it's different. Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community, on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, 
including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist. Head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.